and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until Ted Asner, the distant cousin of Ed Asner, tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, we'll be reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Let's find out what Taco Place will be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Tio Cali, located at 2512 Holmes KC Mo in the Hospital Hill Hyde Park area of Kansas City near Hallmark and Crown Center. Tio Cali was established in August 2006. The restaurant is the vision of founders Enrique and Sheila. Gutierrez. They brought their truly authentic Mexican cuisine to the Kansas City metro area. Many times, authentic Mexican recipes are changed in the United States to entice a wider customer base. However, at Tio Cali, they use the same recipes that have been in their family for generations. So when you dine at Tio Cali, you'll always be confident that you are eating authentic Mexican food. Tio Cali also has a great rooftop patio, open 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, but closed on Sunday. And today, on Taco Tuesday, they have a lunch special from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., $7 fried tacos. That's tacos fritas, beef or bean with beans and rice. We'll actually be eating those a little bit later. And all day on Taco Tuesday, they have a la carte 125 hard shell tacos, beef or bean. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. Our first guest is a writer, producer, director who has been working professionally in the industry since attending the USC School of Cinematic Arts with an emphasis in screenwriting. His first screenplay was acquired by Imagine Entertainment and has led to additional projects with Paramount, Universal, MGM, HBO, and others. He has produced television projects with HBO, Showtime, New Line TV, USA Network, and PBS. He has directed and produced a number of award-winning short and feature films which have played in notable festivals, including the R&H Educational Film Series for Hypnotic slash universal his independent film work includes the feature films sand trap moving allen mojave phone booth gut shot straight and looking glass he is a longtime member of the writers guild of america and the co-founder and co-chairman of cinema kc he also runs the gallery space at the bauer building in the crossroads art district known as the narrow gallery and that's where i've had my first friday art showings over the past year welcome to taco the town jerry rap thank you david it's really great to be here, and it's an honor. I want to thank you for letting me show my paintings at the Gallery Narrow. It's felt like a home away from home. They've been very well received, and they uh, are very evocative, and uh, people do comment on them quite a bit, and in a good way. They like them. Whatever happened to that one showing you had with the art that featured the scatological? That, um, should, that I, has, should we not talk about that? Well, probably not over dinner, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I did... Um, I did in uh, May, I had an ephemeral art show there. Uh, unfortunately, I forgot to turn on the air conditioning. It was a bunch of ice sculptures, so. Um, that explains the was, floor being yeah, all that messed was, up, yeah. I meant to tell you about that. That's great. Let's meet our second guest here on Taco the Town. He is an award-winning journalist for Fox 4 News in Kansas City, Missouri, and one of the country's leading African-American film critics. 
Known for his sharp insight and considerable knowledge of the business side of the movie industry, he has quickly made a name for himself as a respected and trusted film critic. He has been quoted on more than 300 movies since he began reviewing movies for Fox in 2000. His reviews can be seen on The Screening Room, which airs every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on Fox 4 News or at fox4kc.com. He is also co-founder of the African American Film Critics Association and is creator of ilovemovies.com. He is currently writing a book on the history of black film and producing television shows for black entertainment television in conjunction with FGW Productions, which is based in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to Top. Taco the Town, Sean Edwards. Man, where'd you find that? <laughs> I found <laughs> it. Uh, I found it on this old computer that. Uh, that is definitely something I did not write. It's not even my style. <laughs> no, it's not even is that. it all accurate though? Um, I used to work for FGW Productions a while ago. Okay. I work at Hidden Empire Film Group right now. Okay. So based in Los Angeles, we just released a movie called The Intruder, starring Dennis Quaid, Making Good, Michael Ely. That was on May 3rd. And our next movie is called Black and Blue, starring Academy Award nominee Naomi Harris and Tyrese Gibson. So that, that pretty much brings it up to date. Okay, good. I, that was funny, though. <laughs> I could tell somebody else wrote it because they're like, He's quickly risen through the ranks. Like, man, I've been doing this for like 20 years, man. At 20 years, it's quick. We're all in trouble. <laughs> it's funny. It's not like I was about to like walk out onto the court and start shooting three-pointers. Right. Yeah, it's all good. No, I just, you know, I, I just, basically, I love movies. I work in the movie industry. It's all good. So how often are you out in L.A.? Every, Every other day, it seems day. like. No, um, once a week. I basically have this flip-flop schedule. I'll spend like three days in Kansas City, four in L.A., or four days in Kansas City, or four in L.A., three in KC, and then sometimes when Hidden Empire's in the middle of a production, I'm just out there like for a whole stretch because we're finishing up the score and the ADR on uh, Black and Blue, which comes out October 25th. So we have a final film we need to deliver to Sony, who's releasing the movie through Screen Gym. So we got to drop a final product on them like like fairly quickly. So just been out there hustling. Um, I just I love Kansas City, and I can afford Kansas City. And Kansas City actually technically has better taco joints than L.A., believe it or not. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, let's, I know. Let's talk about that. That blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was expecting, you know, like, everybody raves about barbecue in Kansas City, which, you know, the legend is true. So I thought that when I started working on L.A., it's like, well, if KC is the capital of barbecue, L.A. has to be the capital of tacos. That is not mm. true. My whole goal of this show is to try to get tacos up there with barbecue. When people say Kansas City, they think Man. great tacos and great barbecue. Yeah, I, good luck, man. I hope so. Um, no, uh, the best tacos I've ever had in my life outside of Mexico City have been in Kansas City. What's some of your favorite taco places in KC? Woo, man. Is that, I mean, is that safe, is that safe like to when, say? When people ask me that. I Actually, just... it's funny. I'm not I'm not even joking. My favorite place is right here, Tio Cali. Tio Cali. Well, number one, the reason why... I lean toward Teal Cali because it's in my neighborhood. <laughs> so like I can drive here, I can Uber here, I can walk here, like it's mad close. And I'm, you know, in my adult life, I've always been somewhat based in this neighborhood. Like when I first got to college and had my first place, it was right on 29th and Charlotte, which is right around the corner. And then when I started working, I lived in Union Hill. And then now I'm like right over in Beacon Hill. Like it's it's all this is this is a this is a really like I tell people all the time. This part of Kansas City, this whole area that we're in, that's connected to Beacon Hill, and then you have you know UMKC and uh, and uh, Children's Mercy Hospital. This is sort of like where Brooklyn was. Like right mm -hmm. around 2008, mm -hmm. like really? right. When did they? I don't know when they officially. When did they build the Barclays? 
Like this feels like I, my years. I'm getting old, so all my years are meshing together. But this part of Kansas City feels like Brooklyn, right when they started building the Barclays. Like mm-hmm. Beacon Hill in Kansas City is like the new. It's, it's going to be the new Brooklyn. Like it's like all kinds of mad cool apartments and condos popping up on like 25th and Truce. Like if you would have told me when I was a kid growing up in Kansas City, like yo, the place to live in Kansas City. It's going to be 25th through 29th in truce. I'd have been like, get out of here. Because this was like hooker pimp row. Like, if you wanted to shoot a remake of Superfly, you would have shot it on 25th and truce. And now it's like, it's the place to be. Like, you can't, like, all the houses in Beacon Hill are like, they started like 390. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. 390 in Kansas City is like Bel Air type. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like Bel Air level. Like, yeah, I got a house for you in the middle of the hood th- starting at 390. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> there are guys who play professional football for the Kansas City Chiefs who can't afford a house for 390. Jeez. Well, that's cool. I'm glad I'm glad that you have a favorite neighborhood taco spot. No, this, this, this is it. This is a spot. The only thing about this spot that makes me so angry they're closed on Sunday. Yeah, that's a good taco day, too. Yeah, I mean, because you want, like, Sunday after, especially in the summer, mm-hmm. like, Sunday right about 5, I want to get a pitcher of margaritas, I want to sit outside, and it's really not about the food, but, I'll, you know, you want to order just a couple of tacos just to have by your side, just in case. Go up on that patio. Go up on it. Yeah, if, if you got a patio that overlooks Beacon Hill, you really ought to be open on Sunday, but mm-hmm. I'll forgive them for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, my second favorite spot, though, it's not really a taco spot but they have bomb tacos is Port Fonda and Westport mm-hmm. just oh, because the atmosphere in Port Fonda is um, like if you are visiting Kansas City and you want to see like some of the hottest women and men <laughs> that live in this town go to Port Fonda like on a Friday or Saturday night because it's like they're realistically hot they're like LA the people are hot, but you know, hey, unless I own a studio, she not coming with me. <laughs> but in Port Fonda, they like realistically. They you like, don't, you don't real, have to own a studio? No, I don't have to own okay. a studio, KC man. hot. <laughs> they like KC hot. They, so, they like obtainable hot. They'll accept yeah, they you like, without owning yeah, a studio. Yeah, you know, like, you know, a job at Cerner and a Honda Accord and you're straight. <laughs> and you're good. You're Everybody good. in Kansas City works at Cerner. Everyone works at That's funny because I fly back and forth to LA all the time. And on every single flight, there's always someone that's like, I work for Cerner. Like, my God, like if Cerner goes out of business, this town is going to fold up like one of those old Western towns where you see the tumbleweed. Like, oh, my God, everyone works at Cerner. Well, 20 years ago, everyone worked at Sprint. Right. You see where that got us. Jerry, you recommended T.O. Cali. Is this one of your favorite Uh, This is is one of my favorite places to hang out. Uh, Sean and I actually have had some business meetings here. So we really enjoy it. And the staff is always great. Great and the owner's great and the food's fantastic. It's one of my favorite places to eat. I shouldn't pitch other people while I'm in a restaurant, but uh, I lo- I love tiki taco as well. That's become really? one of my yeah. That's it's become fun. one of my favorite it's places. Fun. What's that? And, what's that one place? It's on the boulevard. And I know podcasts are worldwide and global now, so we're doing this podcast from Kansas City, Missouri. So when we reference the boulevard, it's actually an area of the town where a lot of Hispanics live and own businesses. So on the boulevard, man, I can't think of the name, but there's just one little hidden gem. Rico's Tacos Lupe? Rico's is not bad. But La Fonda El Taquito. That's not bad either. No, it's another one. Keep going up. It's a little further east. He'll know them all. El Pueblito? Yes! 
Yeah, I like Elbow. I like that, man. That's, it's that's because been it's, highly recommended. We haven't reviewed them on the yeah, show yet. Yeah, I know you should because it's like traditional, but it's also just got like just a hint of ghettoism that makes it like okay, <laughs> <laughs> and they get you real. They get you. They get you nice, and they're open super late too. Yeah, right? yeah. Open, that's why. It's, that's why it's a little ghetto. Mm-hmm. Like you can, like you can go to the two chain show, and then afterwards everything <laughs> else is closed. And you're like, let's go there. And, you know, two chains might actually be there. Like the tour bus will pull up, yeah. two chains <laughs> jumps off. Orders a whole bunch of food. This is a true story. This is a true story, too. Well, yeah, isn't there a recording studio right next door? And a lot of people record and go eat at El Pabuto. Yeah. I didn't know there was a recording. I didn't didn't know that. I thought it was a... (laughs) I thought it was like a a cell phone store right next door. It's very... Like oh, okay. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stores with like doors right oh, in that okay. area that, that are very I thought it's like if I ever need a burner phone, I know yeah. where to go. Yeah, we're a recording <laughs> studio too. Yeah. Because you never know when you need a burner phone. All right, so it's summertime and it is about 97 degrees outside. It's supposed are, to be. We are indoors. Heat it's index of 126. Toasty, but I want to know. I've got my two movie experts here. <laughs> How have you enjoyed this summer movie season? Good mo- summer movie season, bad summer movie season. This summer movie season sucks. <laughs> so far, it's Woo! been bad, huh? Man, well, I'm like, look, see, this is the thing. As a critic, it's all about the artistic value. You know, you're, you're breaking down the merit of a motion picture. Understanding the business aspect, I get it. But this whole summer has been dominated by corporate greed. And corporate greed isn't fun to watch. It's just like, it's just been one... Because, I mean, this whole summer has been dominated by Disney. So it's like sequel, remake, sequel, remake, comic book movie, sequel, remake, comic book movie, sequel, remake, comic book movie. I mean, the two remakes, Aladdin and I have seen The Lion King, are like, are, are you serious right now? You know, and then you had the sequel, like Men Toy Story. Yeah, you had the sequel. That was a Men, complete bomb. Oh, Men in Black, well, for a reason. It wasn't any good. Then you had the sequels, Men in Black. What was it? Men in Black International? Yeah. Yeah, and then you had Toy, um, Story, and- Toy Story. What are we on? Number four. Charles Play. Uh, Child's Play. I mean, my Spider-Man. God. Yeah, then you had comic book movies. It started with Endgame, which was way overrated. I mean, it's like, I get it. Like, are, are we celebrating Endgame because it was a good movie? Or are we just celebrating the fact that Marvel Studios was able to rip off 22 movies? Like, I give them credit for that. That, that was wow. That was amazing. You put out 22 movies in 10 years and made a ton of money at the box office is one thing. But Endgame, as a great movie, is like, are you serious? Once you get past the hype, I'm like, come on, are you? And yeah, then, I thought they, Infinity War was way better. Oh, Infinity War was so much better. Yeah. I mean, thank you. And then um, Spider-Man Far From Home is like so far from homecoming. It was ridiculous. Like, Spider-Man Homecoming is one of my personally favorite all-time comic book movies ever made. It, it was, was great. fun. It captured the spirit of the comic book. It captured the spirit of the, of the character. It captured the intent of what Stan Lee was trying to do when he created Spider-Man. And they finally cast a kid that looked like he was in high school. It had all the nuances. All the beats were right. And they come out with Far From Home, which was terrible. And do you think that there will be a, a pendulum swing back into more indie fare now that we're going to be saturated with all this? No, how, no, how, because you go can't. With this? Indie movies in terms of theatrical releases, that's done. You can't release a truly independent film theatrically and be successful. That that's Theatricals reserved for event movies only. Like, they, they got to be mega, like Star Wars, whatever the mm-hmm. next Harry Potter is going to be. The next run of Marvel movies, like that's the Fast and the Furious franchise. Right. Like 
theatricals reserved for that. The, the, the indie thing now, you got to discover that on like Netflix or Hulu, Amazon, or all these whatever mm-hmm. other streaming platforms you have. Like, like the indie experience at an actual movie theater is done because there's the financial viability has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can't compete. Have uh, either of you seen Midsummer? Oh that my was, God, that was the last, last movie I saw. One of the yet. best movies of the year. Really? You haven't seen Midsummer yet, Jerry? Oh man! Oh. Woo! There's a guy that did, the guy that did Hereditary. Okay. Get it's the your same lady guy. friend same and guy. Uh, have a nice evening. I know. <laughs> yes, yeah. Jordan Peele, who's occupying that horror space quite nicely, gets all the headlines. This guy is like that fantastic utility player off the bench. Like, mm-hmm. what he's doing right now is every bit as good as what Jordan Peele is doing. It's like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Sweden. Yes. That's a great description. It's a great movie. Sounds Makes like you never want to go to Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted more of that weird, not to spoiler alert, Jerry, but I wanted more of that weird faced person, the Oracle. <laughs> I thought that person was going to be in the movie more and they needed more screen time for me. That was my one complaint. That yeah. is that is my one complaint too. <laughs> but that is sort of a spoiler, but that is the... That is the Sorry about that, but and anything. all the people listening who haven't seen it, but go run and see that movie. Mm. It's um the best genre right now in movies is horror. horror what do you think? Um, horror is so the, horror is the best genre. A couple good movies are going to come out this week. Hopefully, have you seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? I'm not. By the time this airs, it'll probably be yeah, out. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm a Quentin fan, even if I love him or hate him. Like I'll go see anything he puts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My all-time favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is uh, Jackie Brown. Yep. So that that kind of just to let the you know, listeners know where I am on that. My least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is The Hateful Eight. I did not enjoy that one. No, but I, I mean, Jackie Brown was great. The most overrated Quentin Tarantino movie is Pulp Fiction. I agree I, with that. I, yeah, I, I mean, that I understand it's a, a phenomenon and it just yeah. kind of build up steam. I'm an Inglorious Bastards fan. Oh, yeah. It's that's, cool. That's my Reservoir favorite. Dogs, yeah. the first. Reservoir Dogs just had that kinetic energy yeah. and it was something you've never seen before. Yeah, he's got to get back to that. I was a Kill Bill fan. I like oh, Kill yeah. Bill 1 and oh, 2. Yeah. I like Kill Those Bill 1 and 2. And I mean, Django. Yeah. Django was amazing. Django was the one film where he was justified in overusing the N-word. Everything else he probably should pull back a little bit. Yeah. I get it. He but does have a tendency to Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I can't wait to see um, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. I mean, the, the premise alone sounds good. And I'm a huge fan of Brad Pitt. And just the way they transform I like Leo. Uh, Hollywood yeah, into yeah, looking yeah. like Old it was Hollywood. 1969. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. You know, it got great reviews coming out of Cannes. Cool. So, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it should be good. I, I like that. So that's that's a big up. What's a, is there anything else big left? Uh, Terminator. Oh, I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. How was that? Good. It's very Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) What do you think about the Terminator film? Nah. What? Not interested. When's that come out? Isn't that uh, on the way? No. This summer? Yeah. Is that this summer? Yeah. Oh, man. No. Yeah, no. No, not interested? I saw Hobbs and Shaw. So, okay, I I want some controversial opinions here. On what? I think you guys are a good panel. Most overrated film of all time? Most underrated film of all time? I'll start with underrated. For mainstream ears, the most underrated film of all time is Shawshank Redemption. Just because when that film was initially released theatrically, no one saw it. But I feel like now that's one that everyone loves. So that would be... That's why for, for mainstream ears, that's sort of like an underrated classic because... It wasn't a classic when it came out theatrically. It wasn't even classic when it was released on for home entertainment. It didn't become a classic until either, what was it, TNT, TBS? Mm-hmm. Like, played it over and over Every again. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, that, that's, a, that's an underrated classic. But, I mean, technically, the most 
Wow, the most underrated movie. I, I'm partial to uh, Spike Lee's 25th Hour because you know, everybody talks about Spike Lee's great filmography and legacy, and he does have that. I mean, he, he does have movies like Do the Right Thing, She's Gotta Have It, Jungle Fever, Malcolm X, Inside Man, but his best film, period, point blank, is 25th Hour starring Ed Norton. Like, that's his best movie. So I, I think that's, that's, that's my personal most underrated movie ever. But I think for mainstream ears, like Shawshank Redemption is a very underrated movie. You know, in a fair world, it should have won Best Picture. They made a prison story lovable. Yeah, what's, I've been watching that CNN, the movies, which is just about people oh my God, talking it's about so bad. movies. I it's didn't know so it was going to be like that. But. It's so bad. I want to go in and just read. It's so, God bless Tom Hanks, but it's, it's bland like Tom Hanks. <laughs> It's so it's bland. I thought it was gonna be more of a history of the making. It's, it's so just people bad. talking about movies. It's so and it's not even accurate. It's so it, it they they give you no insight. Yeah, there's they give no you insight no historical, There's no historical context. There's really no order. It's random. They let off with like the eighties. Yeah. Like why did we like if if you if you're gonna go out of sequence and you're gonna choose a decade to launch a series about movies, why don't you start with the 70s, the greatest decade for movies in the history of movies? They, they started with like the 80s. And then they skipped a lot of really they, good they 80s movies. Like, I mean, like, they skip a ton of oh movies. Oh my God, it. it's so <laughs> bad. A lot of people they use are my colleagues, but a lot of people they overuse, and I'm like, why? Hey, think, couldn't they get more people to talk about movies? Man, it's only it's got so, like five people. Man, it's <laughs> so bad. Jerry, what's your uh, most overrated, I, most underrated? Well, underrated is, uh, there's a movie that I teach uh, the structure of in workshops that I think came out at the time and was just kind of a blip on people's radar, but it was The Verdict starring Paul Newman. They made uh, us watch that movie and, in um, middle school, I think. They Not did? middle school. It's <laughs> a textbook. It's a textbook. What middle school do yeah, you go to? <laughs> I want to go there. But it's a complete textbook for a writing formula. It's yes. a perfectly structured film. It's a tour de force on Paul Newman's part. I don't. How even did he not win an Oscar yeah, for that performance? I don't know why. I don't even. Was he not? He was probably nominated. They talk about that movie but, on CNN's The Movies. Um, not in a good way, though. <laughs> and then, like overrated, I would say anything by M Night Shyamalan. And I hope. I wow. hope that, I hope that he's never going to have to hire me. Wow. Even but Unbreakable. After anything after Sixth Sense is overrated. I think I stopped watching his movies after Signs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 like you know, what? God Lady in the Water. Oh no, I saw the the Village. That yeah. was the last one I saw in the theater. I think. Yeah. What was the I other just, one? The Happening. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Uh. I mean, I hope he never has to employ me. And uh, pop, oh, he, nah, come on, he, he'll it, forgive me. I just—he's he, one of those people that Hollywood can't say no to. Well, he had for a some reason, cold and, spell there for a while, and now he's kind of back. But then the no, glass came glass. out. Glass, mm -hmm. cold spell again. <laughs> we did underrated. We got oh, we did over. Well, what's your over? Oh my God, come on! The most overrated movie in the history of movies is Citizen Kane. Mm. Like seriously, point blank, Citizen Kane. No one can watch it. I do fall asleep a lot every time I watch that. Citizen every Kane other day. is the Citizen Kane is the most overrated movie ever. What about the historical context, though, Citizen Kane? When it first came out, it was blowing people's minds. It was yeah, well, that's fine. Then you say, hey, at the time, it. this movie blew people's minds, but it's not. A lot of people say this is the best movie ever made, and it's not. It's, it's flat out not. I would watch two thousand other movies before I watch Citizen Kane. Yeah, there's some movies that you just need to watch once, and, once, and you're like, all right, I've seen it. Hmm. You know, but Citizen Kane has so many nuances that you can't no. see just with the first. Few if you weeks. if you're going to film school, you need to watch it. If you're like a huge freaking cinemaphile, yeah. But I mean, another. I mean, I'm. I've always wondered why everybody thought Godfather Part One and Part Two okay, was I'm so great. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs>
no. Goodfellas is a better. Jerry, come back. Jerry, come back. Come on, Goodfellas is so. Goodfellas is so much better. So you thought Godfather three was better than one and two? No, Godfather three is trash. But (laughs) Godfather part one and part two are great movies. But a lot of people consider those the best movies ever made. Those are not the best no, movies ever made. they're not the made. best movies ever made. They're not but the best movies, movies ever made. But they're great. No. Yeah. They're not the overrated Godfather, movies. No. But so many people say they're the best. That's why I didn't. That's why I said Citizen Kane. But I also feel the need to explain that a lot of people say Godfather Part 1 and Part 2 is the greatest two movies right. ever made. No. They're they're even. They're, except, they're exceptional movies. Mm-hmm. They're like. Like if you had to do a list of the 100 best movies ever made. They're easily on the list, but they they not one and two. Well, let me let me run some movies. movies by you. You just let me know if they're overrated or underrated. Okay. Okay. Roadhouse. <laughs> right in the middle. Underrated. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Underrated. Right where it should be. <laughs> Red Dawn. Patrick Swayze. Oh, is that the, the original? Original. Underrated. That's underrated. That's underrated. It's underrated. Next of Kin, starring Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I don't even remember Next of Kin. Forgettable. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Because I don't remember it. Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Overrated. Overrated. Over, overrated. Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze. Overrated. 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 All right. All right. The Outsiders with Patrick Swayze. Underrated. Right where H- highly underrated. Yeah, it might, it might even no. It might be a little underrated. Yeah. What a great. Right. That was a movie that really was amazing. It's better than Ghost. Yeah, Ghost was trash. How right. do we, we're on a this, Patrick Swayze theme. Here. That was just a Patrick Swayze. Yeah, category. but that's what. But I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I hate about the the, the Oscars. Is like, Ghost was <laughs> trash. Whoopi Goldberg wins an Oscar for Ghost, but not for the color purple. It's like mm-hmm. it was Whoopi a make, Goldberg makeup. carried yeah. that entire movie, which was incredible. Eleven nominations, wow. no wow. wins. And then I'm like, nah, you were great. You get it for a ghost, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You get it for a sister act. She won an Oscar in Ghost where she basically played herself. Right. Like, oh. But Sister Act, that was a tour de force. (laughs) Highly underrated movie. Highly underrated. All right, Jerry, I got to ask you um, do you have any good Nicolas Cage (laughs) stories? I know you've worked with Nick Cage. He was, uh, my partner and I went out to the set and we're basically trying to stay out of his way the entire time because I know he's method and he doesn't, and I didn't even want to get in his eye line. And at some point, he uh, came back and was talking to the director and said, I want to change some lines in a scene. And the director said, Well, why don't you just ask the writer if you can do that? He's here. And he said, He's here. And he said, yeah, he's that guy in the back, kind of that disheveled looking guy. You. And he said, okay. And he walks over to me, and I'm kind of petrified. And he says, man, I just got to tell you, that was a great script, and it had so many uh, unanswered questions, and I love the mystery. And he was just kind of gushing, and you could hear the room, like, drop into silence. And I said, well, thank you, sir. You made my decade. And that was, it was true. It was really an honor to hear somebody who I admired that much say that. Then I'd see him cross my path on occasion, going to the set, and he'd kind of, like, He'd kind of give me a knowing look or like pat me or something, but he was he was a really a, a really nice guy. You guys were out in like the desert, right? Yeah, we were out in Kanab, Utah. Oh, that's great place shooting to shoot a, a movie. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really exhilarating when you finally see those people that are iconic in so many ways in the flesh. You might have this experience someday, Sean. 
But when you see these people in movies, like sitting across from you or standing across from you. <laughs> Asking them questions it, and It's stuff. really amazing. You just realize they're real people. I was going to ask you, Sean, what's what? your most amazing celebrity interaction? You, oh, every Jesus week Christ. you get to sit down across yeah, from all Yeah, but the that's cast. such an artificial environment. Man, I got to give a, a real life real life story. Yeah, man, yeah, I interview people, but that's such a control. Did you ever interview Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I have. I have. It was great. What film? Oh, sh- I don't remember. Oh, something. No, so, yeah, pro- I don't know. Man, it's a it's just such a weird thing. Um, but when you do it over and over again, you get to interview a lot of people, and then all of a sudden, it's like, first, this recognition builds in, and this knowing builds in. Um, I just like great moments where you just accidentally run into somebody, and you know, you kind of like communicate a little bit. Like I got a little bit of a connection with like Matthew McConaughey. He's a he's a real cool guy. I mean that's I know most people out there are like duh, that's, they, they, that's a duh. It's like a, that's a no brainer. But when they see you out of context, is that different from sometimes? When you're I mean, in the sometimes chair? they know who I am. Sometimes they don't. Like Ben Affleck doesn't know who I am, but he always call me KC because he knows I'm from Kansas City, and we'll just chat. And you know, I can always tell he's ready to go get his next beer. Yeah. But you know, this is a this is a great question for you guys. If I do say so myself, is there a movie out there you think could have been made better with the inclusion of tacos? Oh, that's a great question. A Mystic Pizza. A movie that could have been... <laughs> Mystic Pizza. A movie that could have been made better with the inclusion of tacos. Well, the first one that comes to mind is Do the Right Thing. Because you could have eliminated the whole riot scene. That's a pizza just would, movie, right? If they just would have had a second restaurant. Like, they were so mad because the owner didn't have any black people on the wall. If there just would have been some Hispanics that owned the... A taco shop in Brooklyn, then we'll everything was the movie. Radio Rahim would have never died. <laughs> we never got killed by the cops. They just would have been like, you know what? We hate pizza. We're going to go here and get some tacos mm-hmm. with our brown brothers. So, pizza, I think these movies have a lot of pizza. Pizza, they have a lot of pizza. is always think, in the movie. Think of it had been Mystic Tacos. It could have been something fresh and different and yeah. not on the pizza train. What like is all the coolest these other movie movies. where, like, sort of tacos are the main. Nothing. Tacos are underrepresented. In, they are. Uh, in Jerry, you cinema. have a nitpick about tacos in film, right? They're not, uh, they're not represented well in film. Yeah. I've seen a couple of scenes where people might be eating tacos. I might be hearkening back now to Cheech and Chong, perhaps. Were there not tacos in Wayne's World? No. There were not tacos in Wayne's World. Pizza, probably. People eat tacos. The, the contents spill out. There's no appreciation for the design that went into them. They're used as a prop, and they're kind of treated like you might treat a horse or something. But it's know. weird that tacos aren't in movies more, especially like those big chill-type movies where you have a group of friends who come together. They're mostly eating like not, spaghetti, right? Yeah, yeah, you always have a group of friends who haven't seen each other for a long time. And in real life, when you have a group of friends who haven't seen each other for a long time, they'd be in tacos. To, you go to the taco place. You go to the taco joint. You yep. go to the Mexican spot. Yep. Because you get you, you get you picture of margaritas, picture the beers are like whatever. That's where you go in real life. Groups of friends who reunite always like always eat tacos. Man, you, you is there tacos you know, in Encino, man? Or is there? I don't know. Yeah, I have but no it's idea. also affordable too because if you haven't been around a group of friends for a long time. You're not gonna go to a super expensive restaurant because you don't know who's gonna like all chip in. You know, you you go right. you go someplace where the bill's big, man. That that falls on the most successful person. Right. Yeah. We so go to a taco joint. To everybody can just throw in a twenty. Tuesday. So, was there ever any movies with uh, taco in the title? Oh wow! Uh, there's some movie that's on cable a lot, but I think it's on the Spanish network. It's called like <laughs> Taco truck or okay. something like that but a series yeah it might be a series were there any taco scenes in that movie chef with john favreau i doubt it didn't he own a taco truck i think in three amigos they eat 
traditional tacos. Remember traditional. there's a scene when Chevy Chase is trying to eat a burrito and the, the fillings oh, yeah. fall out the yeah, end? Yeah, that's I'm, the only I'm thing. telling you, it just hasn't happened. It's underrepresented, movies. yeah. It is. Well, it really is. Man, have there been no taco scenes in any black movies? That's really false. Because yeah. black women love tacos. They're always at the... <laughs> really? No, I'm some I'm, I'm saying. I mean, shit. I mean, they're always there. I think you're, you're raising a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like the best man should have had a taco scene because they would have all went to a Mexican restaurant. Come on, Taraji P. Henson looks like she can eat 20 tacos and be call it a day. <laughs> not not because you're a boy, she looks like she can eat 20 yeah, tacos. She looks like she enjoys three margaritas and be tacos, like, I'm yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Let's go home and have sex. <laughs> well, guys, every week here on the show, I like to check the taco news stories of the week. This is called okay. Checking the Taco Ticker. All right. Would you like to check the taco yeah. news stories with Yes. All right, so taco ticker story number one. So everyone's trying to get into the taco game. We we talked about recently Burger King has brought back its dollar tacos to their menu. Anyone like Burger King's tacos tried them out? That's so shameless. I would never order tacos at a Burger King. Nor would I. Well, listen to this. Long John Silver's, yes, they're still around. They are adding tacos to their menu. No kidding. Their grilled menu for summer features a grilled taco trio. <laughs> Uh, the Baja Sweet Chili and Southwest Tacos. Wow. Black Bean and Corn Blend. The Long John Silver's vice president of marketing said, we're passionate about great seafood, not just grilled seafood. That's why our fish-loving chefs have made grilled shrimp and fish tacos fun instead of bland and boring. That's a good uh, choice for them. Wasn't Long John Silver a pirate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pirates don't eat tacos. <laughs> like, pirates don't like, there's just. Well, maybe if they, like, we're in Mexico. If their ship crashed in Mexico, they'd probably. That's probably how they dis- pirates discovered tacos. It's sad that they're not holding to the authenticity, though. Yeah, that pirates don't eat tacos. Oh, do you do Somebody know needs every- a shirt that just says right. pirates don't eat tacos? But you do know that everyone's perception of what a pirate looks like is based off a Hollywood creation or Long John Silver's. Mm-hmm. Because pirates didn't look like that back in the day. Like they just look like regular dudes. Like you know how you have a, the, the contemporary pirates that were jacking people off the coast of Somalia. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have hooks. They and just wear t-shirts. Boas yeah. and yeah, they just they were grimy dudes. Yep. <laughs> just trying to survive, man. And they Hollywood glamorized them. They were in lace and boots and big hats. jackets, big hats. That's parrot on the shoulder. That's yeah. all you know, Hollywood it, fiction. In all fairness, one of the Somali pirates did have a parrot. <laughs> and the way that they talk was made up by that the what was the one actor? The air. All that was made up for Hollywood. Yeah. The whole pirate thing is. You really don't. You think pirates don't eat tacos? No, pirates. Not no, no. When was the last time either you guys ate at Long John Silver's? Woo! That's a great, great question. (laughs) The last time I ate at Long John Silver's. Gotta love those hush puppies. Never. 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 I don't think I've ever had Long John Silver's. My mom, as a kid, used to take me to Long John Silver's. Really? And, I, and I used to ask them if I could get those the the crunchies. grease crunchies. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever eaten I them. ate so much. It was like pure carbohydrates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't everything you order at Long John Silver's brown? On oh, fried mm-hmm. and greasy. Yeah, recycled oil. Those hush puppies. We'll never do a taco show there at this point. Uh, well, they have tacos. Yeah, I got to go. I got to try them out. I got to do Burger King now. I mean... <laughs> All right, Does I, McDonald's have tacos yet? Not yet. They're not like sure. the lone holdout. I've got another uh, place that's uh, right. getting into the taco game. This place actually already has them. So taco ticker story number two. Jack in the Box is testing tiny miniature tacos <laughs> in mini markets. Of course, in mini markets. And not in Kansas City. No, nah, that's the LA go-to. 
So new bite-sized Tex-Mex items are being added to the Jack in the Box menu. The fast food chains, Dollar Tacos, which are very similar to Burger King's Dollar Tacos, have uh, prompted debates as to whether or not they are good, but now they come in a pint-sized package called the Tiny Taco Box. The box, which rolled out this week in select markets, comes with 25, 25 of the miniature snack and three dipping sauces, buttermilk ranch taco sauce, and a creamy avocado lime sauce for a low price of $5. Wow. If 25 tiny tacos is a little much for you, the chain is also offering five tacos for a dollar. Dang, that's a good deal. When's the last time you were at a Jack in the Box? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Okay. That's a great late night stop on the way home. That would be. It is, especially in LA. That's the that's yeah. the that's a go to. These are only available in Austin, Dallas Fresno, yeah, of course. Which are big Fresno. Taco Fresno towns. always gets all the good Fresno stuff. Fresno has a test market. Has a minor league baseball team called the Fresno Tacos. They do. Yeah, That's they why. love their tacos. Wow, there. it's only available in those markets. Fresno is reportedly selling the t- loaded tiny tacos covered in melty cheese, shredded lettuce, and taco sauce, known as tiny taco nachos. Those fortunate <laughs> enough to live near the market serving up the mini bites have been praising the menu's newest addition. There has been no news yet if the brand plans to launch the tiny tacos in other markets. Is this, is this something that sounds appetizing to you guys? No, but it's fascinating that all your taco news revolved around fast food chains. Mm-hmm. Fast food chains like to keep in the taco news sphere. I mean, I did yeah. not have a Taco Bell story, and that's rare. Every week, I usually have a Taco Bell story. I'm a sucker for those. Uh, what is the ones with the Dorito shell? You are uh, loco. Loco, yeah, locos, 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 Doritos, locos. Yeah, locos. yeah but I can only eat them like after two a.m. Mm-hmm. Right. I've never had them before two a.m. Are you more of the Cool Ranch or the or the Dorito? The, no, the original, the nacho. And, the nacho. And you nacho. probably have to be a, in a state of mind where it's okay to eat that taco. I've only had those after two a.m. I've never had them like in the middle of the day or anything. Yeah. I don't think they make them until after one a.m. Those tacos <laughs> are like a gremlin. Right. They are. <laughs> like, <I> never, <laughs> they, they turn into goop I, in your. I've stomach. never had them before midnight. <laughs> You know, and I've never had them sober. Did you ever go through the Poncho's drive-through? Poncho's drive-through's not bad, mm. but you got to go there. That's after. local in Kansas City. You got to go there late, but it's not mm-hmm. bad. It's not bad. It's um, they give you a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's underrated tacos, spot. It's an underrated drunk spot. Mm. It's not bad. All right, thanks for checking those taco ticker stories with me. That was great that was though. Fast food, trying to be in the game. All right, this is Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco, Kansas City, oh the place I love. This is where we talk about the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City, our humble hometown. I have a Kansas City cup here filled with Kansas City topics. Who'd like to pull a topic? Jerry first. All right, Jerry, let me know what you got there. Taco topic. (laughs) And the winner is Moonlight. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, you should say the winner is La La Land. Oh, La La Land. I'm sorry. All right, Jerry, what do you got there? It says, what fast food restaurant chain would I like to see in Kansas City? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Okay, what fast food chain would you like to see move to Kansas City? Okay, so here's just something that came up the other day, and it's taco-related, right? Qdoba. Qdoba restaurants in Kansas City are taking such a hit. Going and, out of business. And I'm, I'm not successful. Not successful. But they started to introduce Impossible Meats, which is a meatless substitute. And this Impossible Meat is actually very good stuff. And I, I think all restaurants should get it. Now that Qdoba finally introduced that, they're all going out of business. So <laughs> right. I, I'd Kansas like to City see, was like, we don't want that stuff. Uh, so I don't care what fast food restaurant you are. Is the one here are. still open? There's like two that you can find the right now in The one in Westport closed and the one on yeah. uh, Mission closed. Yeah. The one in Westport closed? Yeah. They so, built that big, big building. I know. In the parking lot. 
Yeah. So I'd love to see any fast food restaurant thrive, but introduce meat alternatives. I think every restaurant needs to have a choice now because this could, this is a much longer subject in a soapbox for me, but animal <laughs> agriculture has to be weaned out of our society eventually if we're going to make it as a as a civilization. And we need to have more choices in every restaurant. It's really hard to be a vegetarian on the road or to go into a fast food place and get any kind of alternative. So whatever you want to bring here, in and outs Burger Kings, Jack in the Box, just give us Beyond or Impossible Meats or some substitute because there is a need for it. That's my soapbox. Taco Bell and Chipotle are supposed to be introducing that pretty soon. Wow. I didn't hear about Taco Bell, yeah. but their, their things are meatless anyway. Right. Nobody knows yeah. what that really is. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, do you have a favorite fast food place you'd like to see move to KC? Yeah, I need those A&W joints that are all in Canada. Need a couple of those. A those are fun. A&W root oh, beer. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there one in Olathe that's A&W and Long John Silver's in the same I, building? I never go to Olathe, so it could be. <laughs> no, You're I, missing out. I'm missing out. Olathe, to me, yeah. is Canada. What about A&W do you <laughs> like, like? literally. I just like, it's just fun. I mean, yeah. you know. You like to get that frosty it the, mug. Yeah, it fits the I question. Love that, I love that frosty mug yeah. at A&W. But Olathe is Canada to me. I, I, don't, I don't remember the last time I was in Olathe. <laughs> that is so far. I'm like, I'm, I'm midtown and below. Make sure you take I'm an RV super, or something. I'm super urban. I, I don't, man. Sub, suburbs, man. I don't. Ooh, no. All right, no, so I'm going to no. have you. Uh, I'm digging deep, 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 deep. Question the, here. All right, what question do we have? This is all KC-based, right? Yep. Museums and stuff. Oh, that's a great question. Hey, all you people out there in the world who are listening to this podcast need to immediately All two book. of you people? No, <laughs> <Bro>. it's millions. <laughs> need Come to on, we got five listeners now, Jerry. I don't care what the number is. Whoever's listening, whoever's in the range of the sound of my voice right now. Circle Kansas City on your map. We have some of the best museums in the country, but when you get here, the most underrated museum in Kansas City is the TWA Museum. I had no idea the Transworld Airlines Museum was based here. Really? One of the best airlines that ever existed in the history of man. Where Love is that, that museum? Yeah, Where is that museum? by the Charles Wheeler Airport. Okay. It's an amazing museum. Huh. It, has the, uh, it has the Connie in there, right? Yes, yes. It's an amazing museum. Then, of course, uh, I got to give my man Bob Kendricks a shout out. The Negro League Baseball Museum is incredible. Yeah. The American Jazz Museum. I know a lot of people don't listen to jazz, but uh, the Negro League Museum is awesome. And then the, the Kemper Museum for Contemporary Arts, dope. The Nelson Atkins is always mm-hmm. amazing. They always have great exhibits in there. This is a great museum town. Really, really strong. Really good. Yeah, really strong. But the TWA Museum, Hidden Gem. Definitely. Also include the World War One Museum. World War One Museum. Museum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gem yep. of the Crown. And uh, there's a miniature museum here, yep. which is very good. It's and great, uh, great. Steamboat Arabia Museum is amazing. Some good stuff here. You can see a lot of shoes and glass Man. bottles at that Steamboat yeah. Arabia Museum. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then, and then if you... Got then if like you have a, a little bit of yeah, if you have a little bit of free time, just come to my basement. It's a museum. <laughs> there are so many things. It's a there. museum. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what's your most prized possession in your museum? Oh, this is funny. That's in a great question. Museum. In my basement, because I have nowhere to hang it. One time, I was on a trip with a friend, and we went to Denver. We went to Boulder. We're hanging out in Boulder. They had friends living in Denver. Ironically. Her friends owned a record store. Those don't exist anymore, but um, we just went in to say hi, and I was just looking around. So I was digging through the poster section. They're like these movie posters. But all of a sudden, I see this one poster, and I was like, this has to be a mistake. This poster's in a bin. It was an original Star Wars poster from 1977, because you know how you can tell with the yeah. markings on the bottom? And they had a sign on it that said, like, a little sticker on it said $10. 
Oh, wow. Like, I could literally sell that thing on eBay now for at least 2K. Is it the painted one? Yes. With the, uh, you know, raising yeah, um, the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got nice. it framed and everything. It's in the basement. Wow, cool. I don't know where to hang it. So you have a bunch of movie posters. Old. I got yeah, that. Not a bunch, but I, oh. I mean, I just got all kinds of crap, movie crap, other kinds of stuff. I have a check from the House of Pies that was sneezed on by Noah Wiley. <laughs> nice. Nice. You guys should... Maybe open a little museum. Between the two of us. Like oh, a, a Hollywood museum in Kansas City. If, if, if I ever things. meet somebody who's got money that they just want to like <laughs> throw away, I, I do have this whole proposal and plan written out to start the first ever like black movie museum. That's a great idea. Actually, we were going to, this is one group that claimed they had finance and they were going to do it down on 18th and Vine, but they were a bunch of con artists. They're like, yeah, we have the money with the financing. That always happens. <laughs> hey, we have the money. We, we were going to do all kinds of stuff. So we're going to have like an Oscar show theater and like sound stages and stuff where you could produce, stuff where you could watch. Then we're gonna have a, a Hattie McDaniel studio. It was it was really it was gonna be amazing. I hope you sent them packing. I was much younger. I didn't realize that most people are like full of it. True, except for us, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to money, most people are like complete liars. Well, thanks for, for checking the town of the taco, the Casey Cup with me. Um we'll be right back after this break. Friends, Lotus Pool Records knows the unfathomable darkness is upon us. Fear and anxiety stoked by incessant email, texts, tweets, DMs, the constant social pressure to be your best self, the 24-hour news cycle pitting us against each other in a digital civil war. The attack may be virtual, but the casualties are real. Good news. There is a cure. Sun Eaters 3, Unfathomable Darkness. The latest album from Kansas City's Sincere Rock Smartasses is here to help you through the darkness. Sun Eaters love you no matter who you are. We know that your flaws and mistakes make you human and beautiful. We want you to feel peace, love, and congregation. Lay down your devices, turn off your notifications, and turn on the darkness. Unfathomable Darkness is the soundtrack to your cathartic recovery. It will let you laugh, cry, elate, and shake your ass despite everyone watching. On July 26th, download and stream Sun Eaters 3 Unfathomable Darkness everywhere. Brought to you by Lotus Pool Records. Join us at lotuspool.com. So let's talk about the Kansas City film yeah. scene, Jerry. Yes. With, with Cinema KC, you're involved in the KC film scene. So where are we right now in Kansas City as a film town? Are people coming back here to film here, or is it still kind of in the process since we got our KC film office back? Uh, my group was focused primarily on showcasing, is focused on showcasing filmmakers who have short form, more or less, content. We do do some presentations with people who have done features, but it's mostly short or compilations. As far as what's coming back to Kansas City, our amazing film commissioner, Steph Scuppum, is working extremely hard all the time to try to bring the incentives program back. Yeah, she works um, like 247, 365. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's out there. She's traveling. She's out there. She's doing it, man. You, you couldn't, like, you probably could not have a better person. Could not. She's like, I mean, she is so out there. Like, she's like E40 
She out there hustling. So we, uh, yeah, we're in a struggle to get the incentives program back. We've got to get it back before the voting committee again. And it's a long glacial process and there's so many steps to it. But I don't think she's a person that's going to give up on that. And You have screenings with Cinema KC from time to time that yeah. are, you show some of the movies yeah. that have been shot here, right? Yes. And uh, we're actually working with the Truman Library. July 25th, we're going to show All the President's Men. It's a series called President's, President's on the Big Screen. So Cinema KC doing that as an event. And we do like to showcase things that do take advantage of the settings here. We had a series called the Legacy Series where we showed some of the films like Ride with the Devil, Kansas City, Truman. We're going to show Mr. and Mrs. Bridge. All the things that came up in this amazing time we had all these incentives working for us. That's a place we're trying to get back to. I made a movie in college called Cry of the Sasquatch. Is there any chance that that might be you know, uh, we'll, we'll put it for, <laughs> before our review committee oh, okay. and, and see what happens. And I mean, um, it's supposed to take place in a small town in Indiana, but I mm-hmm. mean, that I shot it in Kansas City. Okay. Does yeah. it by chance involve any openings of gate gateways or anything or creatures or... Uh, it's uh, it's mostly just about a, a farmer who has a Sasquatch on his property that's yeah. uh, attacking his chickens. But uh, I want to point out that Dave Keith is an amazing filmmaker yes. himself and oh, uh, thank visionary you, and thank you, uh, renaissance man. So this is probably not a joke. He probably will be making this film. Oh, my gosh. Our tacos are here, guys. Tacos right, are here. I think it's yeah. time to put these tacos to the test. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay, our tacos are here. They yes. look amazing. Amazing presentation, like you were saying, Sean. No, beautiful presentation. When you go out to eat, that's number one. Like, the presentation's got to hit you first, because that's why you go out to eat. The art of the presentation is everything. And when you do tacos, you always have to start first with a street taco. Street taco should always look sort of, sort of like it's been prepared at a restaurant, but have like that made on the street, made at home feeling like this. And it should look a little roughed up and yeah, like it yeah, has some nice wisdom. Little, yeah, nice balance. This one's got a nice balance of meat, a little cilantro, and I like the chunky onions. Yeah, they got they got the cilantro, they got the onion, and you got the carne asada, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Very well done. Yeah, I'm going to try this too. Okay. First bite, nothing but meat. That flavor of, that's amazing. Man. Well, wow, I'm loving the, um, I'm loving the tortilla. Yeah. This is a great show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How's your tortilla? How's your... It's great. What's your first Love impression? the tortilla. Love my first bite of the uh, soft taco, the carne asada. I'm going to put mm-hmm. a little... I put some lime on there. Do you guys put lime on? Hit yeah. the lime already. got to yeah. hit the lime. Street tacos have to have lime. I'm going to put lime and salsa. The meat is amazing. Like, I could just literally eat this meat straight. I haven't heard that since college. <laughs> my taco is a shrimp taco. It's uh, it's good. I, I could have used maybe a little more spicy on the... Sh- maybe a little more... What's that shrimp taco? Is that the one that the pirates eat? Maybe pirates ate shrimp tacos. Maybe we were forgetting that part of history. They probably did eat fish tacos, I bet you. I bet you it was either fish or seagull. (laughs) Seagull tacos. Mm -hmm. Which isn't bad. What's the little dipping sauce you got? And I have this light little dipping sauce. Looks like a sort of salsa, mayonnaise sort of thing. It is quite tasty. Did you add that to your tacos? I did. I think that was the intent there. But yeah, it's really good. Didn't didn't blow me away, but it's a, it's kind of like a nice date. She shows up and she doesn't doesn't have a lot of expectations. <laughs> you can maybe sit and watch some Stranger Things over a glass of wine. Oh, you know, all right. you don't 
It's cool, casual. That's what this taco is like. It's a cool, casual taco. Yeah. Nothing too over the top. Nope. Sometimes you need that. I mean, I'm thinking these street tacos are... are, The street taco is amazing. Yeah. And Sean, you got one of the crunchy as well, or the crispy tacos, Yeah, I'm about to to jump in. The street taco just had everything right. That's another thing about tacos is very important. The balance was right. Yep. Like, you know, sometimes they put too much. Like, nothing really fell out. Like, every bite was compartmentalized. In my mouth. Who would win in a fight between a chicken street taco and a carne asada street taco? Carne. I think carne, yeah. I'm going to try this uh, this chicken taco. I wanted to sample them both. That carne also pairs very well with this margarita. There's like a nice symmetry there. Mm. Man, wow. you could get How's in that. This chicken taco is great. You can get in trouble in here. That was a good, that was a great taco. So this is a good portion of your life, just going around eating tacos? Yep. Oh, yeah. What an awesome existence. Best job in America. I like that this taco's been fried. Now, our waiter said that that was their famous taco, the Tacos Fritas. That's their famous fried taco. How's it? It's fun. It's good? It's good. The fact that the shell is fried gives it a light sort of, and then you just bite in. This is the beef one. Sean, you spent a lot of time in L.A. Have you uh, been to uh, Tito's Tacos? Yes. Isn't that the best? I love I love the, your, yours kind of reminds me. It looks like those. The, the best tacos I've had in L.A., though, was this street stand at a 7-Eleven on La Brea. That sounds legit. <laughs> they weren't there the next day, but it was good. They were not, and it was good. I had Trejo's tacos for the first time a couple weeks ago. They're not LA. bad. They were good. It's just expensive. Yeah. Is that Danny Trejo or? Yep. Yep. The actor. Linda Trejo. Okay. She's just this lady. He's got one at the LAX Southwest Terminal. Yeah, that's where I ate him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't have to worry about parking. Yeah. Because the one store he has in the city that I went to, man, the parking was a problem. In Hollywood? Yeah, there used to be a nice little poutine place right next door to Trejo's Tacos. Oh, really? There used to be a, a wing place called Big Wang's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Trejo's Tacos took it over. Well, the street tacos are great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to this crunchy taco. So what barbecue restaurant or Kansas City restaurant do you think they should put in the Arthur new, Bryant's. you got to respect the original. Arthur Bryant's. Arthur Bryant's. Arthur Bryant should go in the airport. I guess they're putting together a council on what restaurants to put in the new terminal. Arthur Bryant's. Got to have Arthur Bryant's. First impressions are everything, right? Arthur Bryant's. What else is unique to Kansas City? It should be Arthur Bryant's. Oklahoma Joe's? No. I mean, no. KC Barbecue? (laughs) No. Oklahoma Joe's is not the best barbecue. It's the best marketed barbecue. So... This crunchy taco, they put the cheese, so this is interesting. It's, it's so, messy. It's so it's messy. thin it's messy. and greasy and smushed together that the, the cheese is not even inside the taco. Mm-hmm. It's laid on the outside. This is laying let's, on the outside. Let's get out of here. No, Jerry, we got we got a lot of episode to go. We've got 10 more segments to get to. Yeah, let me try this. This is interesting. This is different. It's very different, which makes it fun. This is good. This is very Casey taco style. Yep. Yeah, the thin the taco fried, style. Thin, yep. thin, the fried. fried. Kind of like mayonnaise, jalapenos, yep. PRs. Has anyone ever eaten at PRs? No, place? where's that? It's up right off the boulevard. All right. It's only got tacos on Taco Thursday, but they're like this. They're really good. Okay, cool. Now, this is very KC, very mm-hmm. sort of. And what do you guys normally order when you come here? Are you taco guys or are you burrito guys? I've had a little bit of everything here, but we'll, I'll do some tacos. Yeah, we're both kind of cheap, so we do the Tuesday tacos. Sorry, did I just out you on that? I'm well, I spend a lot of money when you don't have to. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what have you always uh, been this obsessed with tacos? I think so, yeah. That was the Cadillac of tacos. Oh, you guys are both done already. Our um, man Corey's got us covered. Okay, I need to know. Here on Taco the Town, we do a scale of one to five golden tacos, five being best. What would you give the tacos here at Teal Cali? Teal Cali, the street taco was easy, 4.5. The balance, the taste... 
Like, I would give it a five, but you always have to leave room for just in case. Yeah. So the street taco was 4.5. The fried tacos are a lot of fun. I can see that not being everyone's favorite. I liked it. I dug it. I like the beef. The bean needed a little more substance, but I definitely go a four. The taste is great. Presentation, top notch, tastes great. Some of the best street tacos I've ever had, including tacos off the actual street. I agree. These were amazing. The only five I've ever given for a street taco was in Mexico City. Like I was that's like a high bar. Well, yeah, and I was in the middle of I didn't know I was in the middle of nowhere, man. Would you say that's the best taco you've ever had? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Second place would be that taco stand in LA by the 7-Eleven in Teal Cali coming in third. The street tacos here though are really, really good though. Highly recommend. But the, the fried ones are fun though. It's fun. But I just I can see that not being everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, they're fun. They're different. I like them. Yeah. Jerry. I had two fish tacos. I'd give my first one, the shrimp taco, maybe a three, just because it didn't quite get to the spice level I would have liked. You wanted uh, it spicier. Yeah. The tilapia was very good and zesty and enjoyable so I'd give that maybe a four. Yeah, spice but, is important. You need that to... Yeah, you need to get that spice right. You can be small in stature but big in flavor. Right. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you, Sean. The um, street tacos, four points. I'm going to go 4.6 on the street uh-huh, tacos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm going... And I'm going... I'm going 4.6 five on the oh, uh, okay. on the crispy right. taco. I went four. Wow. Yeah. No, they're, they're fun, though. I like the concept. I like them because they're the original kind of KC taco, the, uh, yeah, the, I the like fried it. shell, unique. very it's unique. thin. It's unique. It's unique. This yeah. is from a guy who's probably ingested 80,000 tacos. Which is great. <laughs> I mean, but this is a, I told you, though, from the start, at the start of the show, like, I don't know how we ended up recording here. This is literally one of my favorite places. Like, I like El Poblito, but it's only because they're open, like, at four in the morning. Like, and you never know, two chains might walk in. And he did. And he did? In a wheelchair. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that was, was a real story. Yeah, he did this show right where he was in some sort of wreck, and he actually performed in the wheelchair at the Midland. <laughs> yeah, that was a true story. <laughs> like, yeah. That's my second best, like, celebrity sighting in Kansas City. What's your uh, number one? Rihanna showed up at uh, Mosaic one night. When was Thanks this? Thanks to me. 2010. It was about, a, it was three weeks after she got beat up by Chris Brown. Oh, so wow. NERD, for some reason, had a student show at UMKC in Sweeney Rec. The tickets were five dollars to anybody. Like wow. you just like five dollars to see NERD. So then in the middle of the show, Pharrell is like, I got a special guest. It's like, you know, Pharrell's produced for everybody. So we're like, special guest? Who is it? Jay-Z, Kanye, he's produced for everybody, you know? And Rihanna comes out and starts dancing. So like I go backstage and I'm like, hey, what's up? Because I used to write for Hip Hop Max. I was like, my name's Sean, man. I used to write for The Source of Vibe. So then Pharrell is like, we want to hang out after the show. Where should we go? So I just so happened, I was good friends with Brian, who was the general manager at Mosaic. As I call him, I was like, man, we need a VIP section. <laughs> He's like, all right, cool. And so we, they all, we all went down. They show up. He brought Rihanna. It was like amazing. That's probably the biggest person that's ever been. Inside hey, mosaic, mosaic. <laughs> maybe I can't verify, but that was an awesome night. Pharrell's pretty big too, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's cool. He was cool. It was a fun night, man. It's, that's 2010. I was still reckless in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I was reckless. 
All right, so here on the show, I mean, we really enjoyed these tacos. We're big fans of Tio Cali, but big fan. There are some people that have had bad taco experiences here. This is the time of the show called Bad Reviews, read in a funny voice. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town, Talk of the Town, Talk of the Town, Talk of the Town. This is where I have you, my guests, read bad reviews of Tio Cali in funny voices. Are you ready for this? Wow. Are there yeah. actually bad reviews of Tio Cali? Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. it's bad reviews of everything. Here we go. All right, Sean, who are you reading? Right, I'm going to do Joe G. Okay. okay. So, Joe G says, I'm really not sure what to say here. This isn't at all anything I'm used to for a Mexican. <laughs> As they use flour tortillas, strangely enough. The dish I tried with that was somewhat okay. The tacos I ordered, street tacos, were just okay. I ordered a beer. It cost $6. (laughs) Who has that expensive of a domestic beer? Oh, well, there are plenty of TVs. Gets rather loud quick. I lived in Mexico for four years. The food didn't come across as very authentic. Two stars, says Joe G, who must be one of the cheapest humans on planet because a $6 beer was too expensive for him and he lived in Mexico City for four years and didn't understand how to order correctly at Tio Cali, which has an authentically Mexican recipe and list of food. And we we ordered like what eight tacos all of us together and none of them had flower shells so what are they talking about what's this person talking about choji that must have been a couple years ago because yeah you can't get a beer for six dollars anymore i think you reminded me of a guy from ub40 like the lead singer (laughs) jeremy b says food was good and the waitress was good with one major exception when i asked for specials she told me there Three fried tacos for five ninety nine. We even asked for clarification when we didn't see it on the menu. When the bill came, the price was ten ninety nine. She apologized and told us that's what she was told when she came in. We asked for a manager who couldn't be found. Although the waitress offered to pay the difference, we felt guilty and paid way too much for what we got. Not to mention my three taco special. Only included two tacos. I won't be back for ten ninety nine. Two stars. That was I see, all. I don't understand the star rating. That was, over, that was so all over the place. You know what? One thing, though, to their defense, when you order the fried tacos, they're so much on top. They might have lost count. Yeah, <laughs> you can't see them underneath all you the cheese and lettuce. Yeah, so I mean, whether That's or not true. they got three or two could be very debatable. I don't think I want to dine with either Joji or Jeremy. Nah, the the the, the, really the moral of the story is both these people were extremely cheap. Yeah, because one was people. mad at a six dollar bill, <laughs> and one was mad that they had a full complete dinner for ten bucks. Sounds like they don't want to pay for quality. <laughs> I okay, I, I gotta do. I gotta do one. Okay, um, do one. Go, this man. is uh, Nathan C. What kind of voice should I do? Sean Connery. Oh, Oh, yeah, Sean Connery. Okay. Okay, so we went there for a company dinner slash buffet. The bartender did not know how to make a whiskey sour. 
Nuff said. One star. <laughs> wow, see, two of the three reviews, they weren't mad about the food. They were just mad about the They're price. They're mad about the liquor. Yeah. Like, no, one was the beer was six bucks, and the other ones, they didn't know how to make a whiskey sour. <laughs> so that had nothing to do with the, the food. Like, that was a very old person that wanted that whiskey sour. I know, that's yeah. another thing. Who was still ordering a whiskey sour in 2019? They didn't know how to make a Tom Collins. <laughs> when you go to a Mexican restaurant, if you're not drinking a Corona, a Dos Equis, are throwing down some margaritas. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. Yeah. A whiskey sour is like when you go home after work and put on your robe or smoking jacket. And your slippers. Get your slippers on in your pipe mm-hmm. and sit get in your chair. Reader's, reader's Digest. You pull out a Reader's Digest <laughs> in front of the fireplace <laughs> and your wife is like, dear. We'll be up soon, mother. Yes. Yeah, you call your wife mother, yeah. Well, to recap. So just stay out of this place, okay, guys? <laughs> to recap, uh, T.O. Cali at 2512 Holmes, KC Mo. If you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos, stop on NTO Cali. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break. We interrupt this podcast for a BCC news break. Question for you. Do you like stories of high strangeness? Deep dives into the paranormal? Tales of the unexplained? Chats about Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs, mysterious monsters, and creepy cryptids. Then you should be listening to the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast, hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, Michael and Bryce, along with producer Riley Bray, welcome a celebrity guest, and together they delve into discussions of the unknown, hauntings, alien abductions, Sasquatch portals, lizard men, skinwalkers, and Dover demons. Oh my. An attempt to uncover the secret to the universe's greatest unsolved phenomenon. Will their celebrity guests think it's a load of bollocks, or will they believe it? You'll have to listen to find out. Only on Bigfoot Collectors Club, or BCC if you prefer. Look for it wherever you find your podcasts. BCC encourages its listeners to go get regressed. You never know what alien encounters lurk in your past. This has been a BCC news break. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And now. It's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. All right, this is Taco Topics. This is the in-depth taco questionnaire. I just need to know your in-depth taco feelings on these uh, questions. Guys, are you ready? All right, here we go. Question number one, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? The the shell. The shell's important. Shell. Yeah, okay. The shell's he's everything. A, he's a flavorful meat. Shell. Flavorful yeah. meat. For, do you like flour or are you corn? I, I'll do either. Okay. Yeah. Question number two, do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Hmm. Man, I used to be a soft shell preference, but if you're going to fry it up, I'll go hard. I'll say soft for my dietary reasons. You, you I'm had gone. some soft tacos tonight. <laughs> with soft, yeah. even though I ate like two buckets of chips. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Are you hot or mild salsa or maybe Ooh. just a little bit of lime? If you're going to C- do salsa, what's the point if it's not hot, right? Exactly. It's got to be Cayuti. spicy, man. Come on. What about that weird mayo you had tonight, Jerry? I don't want to talk that? about that. Okay, let's I'd, not talk about I'd that. I'd rather not bring that up. <laughs> I don't know what that mayo was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Man, I'm a freak for Italian food. And on occasions, I will destroy barbecue. But I think Mexican's my favorite. What's your go-to Italian in KC? Go-to Italian KC is easy. Garozos. Yep. Mm. Garozos downtown. Jerry, um, what are you eating when you're not eating oh, tacos? Uh, I love Indian food. Ooh, okay. I'm really a big Indian food fan. I'm trying to do no processed or carbs on my diet these days so it's boring these days it's usually just a piece of fish on some lettuce or, okay. and i'm also on a no Sorry, somebody's hungry i'm on a no all mo- the time 
I'm on a, I'm on a no molecule diet, so I, wow. can't, I can't eat things that have molecules in them. Jeez, wow, man, it's pretty strict. Rough. Yeah, it's so pretty no wonder you were so excited yeah. to do this show. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I got to eat faint. some food. Yeah, I'm feeling. Okay, what's your most earliest taco memory? Did you grow up in a taco eating family? <laughs> I can remember very specifically when it was taco night at my house, and it was very exciting because you, you have your suburban tacos, sure. mom tacos. Yeah. You knew that you saw the shells being taken out. You, yep. you, your mom was grating up cheese and lettuce, and you were like, taco night. It's gonna be, <laughs> maybe tonight I won't get beaten. Right. Oh, wow. sorry. Was that too much information? That was dark. Yeah, that's that was dark. That's we pretty were dark. dark. Okay. That's pretty that was dark. a little that's TMI. Dark. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that's pretty dark. Wow. Uh, Sean, did you grow up in a taco eating Yeah, family? yeah, we had tacos all the time. Do you have an early taco memory? No, my mom, you know, she ground the beef in a black skillet, and you now they get the shelves at the store, taco sauce in a jar, chop up the lettuce and the cheese and the tomatoes, and just, you know, yeah, taco night, at exciting, least every other it? week. All right. Then, you know, um, you always have taco day at school, you know. Okay, in your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? It's the best taco town. You're saying better than L.A. Yeah, it's better than L.A. It's better than anywhere I've been. It's better than L.A. It's better than Phoenix. Kansas City's an underrated food city. I know Absolutely, it is. everybody screams barbecue, but if you go down the boulevard and there's some other locations, a couple places in KCK, a couple places up north, out south, it's a great taco town. Yeah, it's a taco town, and we celebrate it here. We really embrace it, and you can go down to events, and there's tons of taco trucks pulled up. because so, we. Town. I mean, you can't really drive a block without hitting a great taco spot. And that's good for you. It's great for me. Yeah. Great for the show. Great for the show. <laughs> what are some other good taco towns you visited, Sean? You said Mexico City, I like Phoenix, Mexico City. LA. Actually, Portland, Oregon. Not bad. Uh, you can find some places in New York. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. Atlanta's on the come up. I need to make it down there. I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Atlanta's on the come up. We had some good tacos in Texas recently. Austin. We Houston. get that. Yeah, we hear Austin's yeah. uh, one of the top places mentioned. So. But Casey is... My favorite taco town. Were any good tacos when you were out in Utah with Nick Cage? There was the Shut Up Taco, which he asked me to. Oh. Yeah. He said, <laughs> Do you think I Nick said, What's Cage your favorite eats taco? tacos? I'm sure he, he's yeah, had them a couple okay. times. Yeah, right. I think Nick Cage but they probably have like <laughs> rattlesnake or alligator. Nick Cage does more than the average he, human. He loves alligator tacos. All right. Have you ever had a time in your life when you had to turn down tacos? I don't even understand that question. It's, Why would you turn down? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you even turn down food in general, let alone a taco? I mean, no, that's no, not, that doesn't never happen. Tacos. Never that's, that doesn't ha- that's not going to happen. Do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Something that if it's on a taco, you're saying no, no, thank you. Uh-huh. Nothing. You make it right. I'm going to eat it. You cook it right. You season it. I'm going to eat it. Huh? Monkey brain, pig tongue. <laughs> Cow tail. <laughs> a couple of weeks Goat ago, foot. I had ant tacos. You literally did? Yeah, they really? didn't tell me they were ants. Yeah. People thought they were crickets, but they're really uh, Oaxacan ants. Insects really? just taste like almonds. Where was that? It was at the Casey Taco Fest. Okay. Yeah. I've had ant tacos, but it wasn't intentional. Right. You left your taco out yeah, at the picnic and leave the taco out, yeah. but you still don't want to let the taco go to waste. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. Maybe uh, octopus tacos. No, no, that'd you, be great. You wouldn't want that. But you like seafood. Yeah. Dude. I guess yeah. too many ordered, molecules for you. Too many molecules. Ordered a fish taco. You talking about you're not gonna eat octopus? That's. I draw on. the line somewhere. And this is the speed round. You just tell me yay or nay on these questions. Right. These are different taco types. I want to know yay or nay on them. You guys ready? All right. Here we go. Taco pizza. Yeah. Nay. Taco salad. Yes. No. Yay. Taco burgers. <laughs> nah. Nay. Nah. Taco salad. I'm oh, sorry. Yay. No. 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 That. We said no. Taco dogs. No. No. Dogs dressed as tacos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I, mean, you know, I don't care. 
miniature tiny tacos like the ones from Jack in the Box. I, I'm going to try that. Let's go. Yes. If they if they end up tasting like taquitos, you know, like go, oven yeah. taquitos, no. Nate. <laughs> You're saying no. I'm saying go, yeah, mini go, yeah, we Well, go, then let's yeah. say uh, taquitos. Yay. Like taquitos. Walking tacos. No. What the hell is that? It's a bag of Doritos filled with taco stuff, and then you eat oh, it. Oh, I had that walk. before. Oh, wow. That's not bad. Is it good? I had it at Up Down. Yep. They got it on the menu, yeah. Not an and informed at, opinion. And Tap K, they have them. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, you ever no had a walking? informed opinion, no. But no. Sounds hideous. Choco tacos. Choco tacos. Chocolate. Yeah, let's go for it. a dessert taco. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'd good. Give That's that good. A shot. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast, a naked chicken chalupa. Nope. No, nay. Heart attack. <laughs> tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco. Nope. I've had that. Those are good. Tacos served with nacho cheese and French fries. No. Yeah, nacho yeah, yeah, fries. Yes. Hell yeah, that's something. Yes. No. Yes. You've had the nacho fries from Taco Bell? Yes. Jerry? No. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't touch it. You're not a Taco Bell fan, huh? Not nah, a Taco man. Not a fan. I, I ride through at least once a month. What about Taquitos? Original? Yeah, yeah, I like Taquitos. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. This uh, speed round was over. That was good, guys. That was nice. <laughs> feel a little pressure from that. <laughs> Woo, that was so fast. <laughs> What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get some tacos? Ooh, nice. Chris nice. Brown, No Guidance. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Just because Yank- that's a hot song right now. <laughs> Probably Weird Al Yankovic, nice. eat, eat It. Eat It. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or Devo jerking back and forth. <laughs> one of those two. <laughs> All right. There's a book called The Taco Cleanse. Mm-hmm. It says there are four taco personalities in everyone. I want to know what taco personality you are. Are you a taco purist, a taco adventurist, a taco sentimentalist, or a taco contortionist? Woo. I'm a taco sentimentalist. Yeah, I agree. You got like a special it. place in your heart. It brings back memories. Yes. And makes you happy. Yes. Okay. Yes. When you're eating tacos, it's just a happy feeling. Brings mm-hmm. warm, warm feelings. Because that's the night we wouldn't get beaten. Oh, sh- I'm sorry. Jerry, gosh, wow. dang it, you went dark again. I'm sure I shouldn't. Jeez. She was, a, dark, she was man. a lovely woman. It's just she. Man, Jesus Christ. She drank. Picturing her beating you with tacos. Oh, no, that's yeah. just so severe. All right, and this is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Taco to me, like lovers do. Do you guys have a taco-related question you'd like to ask me? Mm. Yeah, I mean, how many different cities have you been to Ooh, that's where a you good tried one. their tacos? We did L.A. a couple weeks ago. Uh, we did Nashville back in April. We did, we're did. we doing Chicago, or cool. we just did Chicago. And then hopefully I'm going to get to Phoenix soon. Right. I'd love to go down to Austin this fall as well. What about any international stops? Hopefully get to Mexico or Canada. Nice, nice. Jerry? I have a question that kind of skates personally a bit, but uh, when you have a romantic involvement let's say does the taco obsession become an asset or does it get in the way a little bit oh it it gets in the way it gets in the way because every time you take them to dinner it's tacos well yeah it's always tacos every night every date it gets the the girl gets upset Uh, i've had a time when a girl wanted to get intimate and i said you know the taco bell drive-thru is only open for another hour i gotta get over there i can see and that led a to a, a confrontation a fight and uh we broke up okay. so um, wow. it, it does it, it it gets in the way mm. it's a detriment to all relationships that. so okay maybe try did, some other food choices on no, dates i mean no. it's tacos for now i mean right, it's, it's right. they're gonna have That's to be ex- fine. Stick with tacos. They gotta love they're gonna the, have to be accepting of the tacos. tacos love you love tacos right yeah. yeah well guys thanks so much for being on the Great, show no, thanks for it. talking tacos with me yeah, i love it. i can't um, wait sean what's coming up in the movie world for you yeah, well, you got any movies we should look for, or you got any uh, tidbits? Uh, I just saw Hobbs and Shaw, which comes out August 2nd. Then there's like a lull until Toronto Film Fest. 
second week of September. Then um, personally, we have Black and Blue starting Naomi Harris coming out October 25th, which should be a lightweight awards contender. Naomi's incredible in it. Hopefully she can get some best actress love. Um, Deion Taylor's a dope director. So um, that's it. And then just looking forward to that that last Star Wars movie in December. So we're well, not last, but the next Star Wars movie. And in producing December. your own films. Trying to, trying to, but the, the immediate future is black and blue and then Star Wars. And uh, we can see you on, you said Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every day in some form on of Fox fashion. 4. Just go Fox 4 News, man. Okay. Yeah. Lion King, Friday, baby. Animals talking and singing. <laughs> Too realistic for my blood. So your, what's your review? How many popcorn bags? Two. Two out of four or five? Five. Two out of five. Two out of five. Not two out of five. For Lion King. Two out of five for Lion King. Mm. Jerry, what can we look forward to? I have a film looks like it's going to be going uh, probably early next year. It's a science fiction film coming out. And we're going to work on a film that's going to shoot in Australia, Australia. correct? We have plans to do that. All we need to come up with is a plot. And, and a budget. You're you're concerned about me getting the crew over to Australia. I'm not concerned about that. You're also saying, mate, what if we just shot it in Kansas City? I'm like, no, man, this is an Australian like movie. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Steph's okay. working on it though. Keep going, Steph. Keep going. <laughs> Gallery Narrow is uh, every first Friday. Come see uh, new artists, emerging artists, submerging artists. Wow. See David Keith's work on occasion. Talented, talented man on many, Thank many. You. All right. Well, thanks for being on the thanks show, guys. Thanks for talking right, tacos with us. Amazing. Thank you. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi, and thanks to the band Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go, go eat, eat some, some tacos. tacos. Taco the Town.